What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another Angle of Pursuit podcast, your fantasy football, sports betting, and NASCAR home. I'm your host, Kyle Robert. You follow me on Twitter at NotoriousKRO. With me to break down the week that was, as well as look ahead to the week upcoming, it's Brian Twining. What's up, Brian? Hey, Kyle. Uh, before we get started here, I just want to give a huge shout out. As you see, I'm wearing that 2311 hat. Bubba Wallace got his first win today at Talladega. And if you watch our shows, he was my best bet this week at top 10. I'm just beyond happy to see him finally get in victory lane yep. and do it in his home in his home state. So I just wanted to get that out of the way and say congrats to Bubba. That was yeah, that was no, awesome. it was it was an awesome race. It sucked that he couldn't win it in the in there because he won because of rain delay, but he definitely earned that victory. He was um, awesome driver and guy guy pops in restricted play racing. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk. So the week that was. Maybe, maybe we just talk about next week. Let's not talk about my week. No, we can talk about <laughs> the week that was and be uh, transparent. And we can talk about the week ahead. Uh, it was not a great week for Brian. Brian got no. absolutely hammered. This is what happens <laughs> when, when you, you go take the bait. heavily in on yep. a big public favorite. Um, yep. You win it all over the Bucks. The first half, the first half team total, full game team total. Uh, the box spread. Uh, hey, man, Tom full Brady. disclosure, this was before Gronkowski got ruled out. This yeah. is before the expectation was torrential downpour. Uh, this was before they were going to be minus two of their three starting corners, only yeah. to see their their best one like go into the game injured. So that that being said, it was probably a mistake to go that heavy on that game. But Yeah. No, I mean, it, it probably wasn't the move, but at the same time, you're right. Now, I guess... With that all being said, with you know the injuries to the secondary, with injuries to Gronk, are you starting to be a little more, you know, open to the idea that maybe Tampa Bay isn't this juggernaut that we that could run through the NFC and you know end up back in the Super Bowl again, or are you still pretty bullish on them going forward? Well, you know, the, the one thing that New England was able to do that other teams haven't yet, and I thought it was very like apropos, like it was very poetic that Tom Brady was affected by the defense that he benefited from for, for two decades. I mean, you saw them doing what they used to do to Peyton Manning, what they did to Baltimore, what they did to Denver with Peyton Manning. Like they were getting physical with the receivers. They were changing up the, the defense. They forced Tampa to run the ball late in the game to hopefully keep the game close, which is a brilliant idea by Belichick. Like, and then seeing what Arizona did this weekend in LA, seeing how good Dallas looked. I mean, I don't like talking about my team, but like the fact that they continue to create turnovers at the rate that they are, I yeah. mean, that, if that's something defense, to take notice of. It, yeah, obviously, turnovers aren't super consistent week to week, but, but if that defense keeps making plays. There's yeah. a legitimate chance that Dallas is very, very good. The um, team that's not very, very good is my Tennessee Titans, who. Oof. Can't block and can't put pressure on the opposing quarterback. Uh, Zach Wilson, who had more interceptions than completions <laughs> uh, through five passes um, in, in week two, I believe, had yeah. more interceptions than touchdowns, had, um, you know, Sam Darnold had more rushing touchdowns than the Jets had total touchdowns going into week four. Um, yeah, that was, I mean, that was a pathetic, pathetic uh, performance. I mean, no offense to the guys that were playing wide receiver for the Titans, though, but when you're playing defense and yeah. you're going up against a team who literally has nobodies, 
yeah. on the outside. You can even Derrick Henry still went off. Yeah, but, yeah, but no, he, you don't have to defend against the pass. But Ben Jones got hurt. The center he came back. Yep. Luan, Tyler Luan is Luan not the same guy. Up. Roger Saffold's banged up. That yeah. offensive, uh, the Jets sacked Ryan Tannehill seven times on Sunday. That's crazy. If, if that keeps happening with the Titans, we're not going. They're not going anywhere. Like no. they're and the Colts looked team. a lot better in Miami. Yeah. So I, I think the AFC South might just be a, a trash can division, and nobody's actually that good. Tennessee might win it just because the Texans and uh, Jags and and even Indy are pretty terrible. Um, but they're going to be like you know nine and eight or whatever and sneak in and probably get smashed in the first round. Um, yeah. So they're that they blew up your teaser along with the box. So well, that the bucks still, the bucks still covered on my tees. Oh yeah. Cause they won by two. That's right. So that's yeah, why you tease boom. those games for sure. Uh, yeah. Just don't put, don't put big favorites on the road, I guess. I don't know, but I got to give you props, man. The giants, what the f was that? Giants, baby. Uh, I was not feeling great in the last little half of the fourth quarter, and within moments, uh, both the Giants and Washington <laughs> not only cover, uh, but obviously Giants comebacks. get the outright win. Uh, I saw some people in New York putting uh, Jets and Giants uh, two team money line parlays out there, putting turning fifty bucks into like five grand. Uh, shouts to y'all. Um, it was really, really good to see those two bets come to fruition, especially on that, feeling. on that too. It's the first time since 2009 that both New York football teams and the Yankees won on the same day. Wild. wild yeah. That's crazy. Uh, what else happened in 2009? I feel like that was kind of an important year for, for Yankee baseball. Is yeah. That, I mean, that, that's the that last sign of things to come. To, uh, well, we'll see. They got to um, get past those stupid people you have on your hat there. So, yeah, well, I mean, that's what you get for rooting for Michigan. I have to, uh, <laughs> I have to remind you sometimes. So yeah, I hit both of those. Uh, I felt worse and worse about Detroit as the week went along. That line just got ugly. It didn't move very much. The whole world seemed to be on Detroit, and I was tempted to bet Chicago in the morning, and really wish I had because they were the better team from start to finish. I still have the Chargers tonight. We'll see. We're obviously recording this. Prior to the Monday night football game, uh, Baltimore, easy win. We'll talk some yeah. injuries here in a second. Um, from the player prop perspective, Nick Chubb over 77.5. That's a win. Uh, Quintus Cephas got back on the board, four catches. That's a win. Uh, Antonio Gibson didn't have the game I was expecting. He got like 62 yards, so just short of his a prop of 65.5. Didn't hit his long rush. Um, kind of disappointing. Uh, big Terry McLaurin game uh, back on the Jared Goff rushing train, six and a half yards. And then obviously I told everyone to take Derrick Henry under minus one. <laughs> uh, that was real, real dumb. Um, How do you ever bet against that guy? That's just like the most like <laughs> the Titans got smoked or, or like we're down majority of that yeah. game looking bad the whole time. And somehow he rushes for like 130 yards. But I think that tells you like they they were seriously missing those two big guys yeah. on the outside. Like the fact that they had to continue running in order to move the ball just showed you how bad the passing attack was yesterday. Yeah, it it was not pretty. And you think if he was rushing that well, then it would be a Open little up easier something. to 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 have a little less pressure. But I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Um, and we need to talk about the Jets because. 
Um, there is some, you know, there is some attention going their way heading into this week. But let's uh, let's shift our focus and talk some injuries and, and talk some ones that are ev- affecting, um, you know, teams and and how we think about them. So uh, we'll start in San Francisco. Obviously, you nailed your Seattle pick. Um, I didn't I didn't give you props for that. I was wrong on about that one. Um, Jimmy G got hurt. Trent Williams got hurt. Left. Came back. Um, it sounds like the reports as of today are both are much, much better than we expected. Yeah. Um, and there's a chance that both could play. I, I guess, you know, what do you make of San Francisco? Do you expect, I mean, I'm really close to the team. So I have a kind of a warped um, mindset of what this team may or may not be. But what, where, where are you at with this team and the possibility of Trey Lance not only playing in against Arizona in week five, but potentially starting? I mean, Trey Lance put up good numbers and I I almost feel like people now are getting so like tunnel visioned in terms of looking at stuff from a fantasy perspective. They're losing sight of like real life football performance and Trey Lance, he he's a rookie. Like yeah. you could tell out there, he, he does not look like he's, he's polished whatsoever. There's a lot of mistaken like reads by him in terms yep. of either not hitting the dump off and deciding just to run or just throwing to the wrong guy. I think they're really hurt right now by the fact that all of their running backs that they have, and this may be helped this week by Elijah Mitchell losing the non-contact jersey, but they have no burst out of the backfield. Trey Sermon looked great. I got to push back there. Trey Sermon looked great. He does look good, but he does not have that like big play boom. I'm going to go for 60. He's like the, he's like the, he's like the Zeke. He's going to get you like the 15, 20 yarders, but he ain't running away from anybody. And I think Elijah Mitchell offers something a little bit more yeah. than than sermon in that in that regard but also too like the defense they're good they were getting tremendous pressure on russell wilson early and then and then they disappeared late the in secondary the game. is trash and if the front the front four especially can't get pressure on the opposing quarterback then it's going to be a long day and, and if russell, they allowed russell the, wilson to do what yeah, he did imagine what kind of he's going basically to do. broke the game because they were mm. the niners were the better team for the yeah. whole first half and then it broke um so trey lance is definitely thinking too much and not playing yeah. enough um almost seems hesitant to run at points where he's trying to make throws and then he's uh kaepernicking his way into like you know velocity uh, across the middle yeah um, that's i missing, saw that too missing some good opportunities uh the one thing i will say is if the niners i, I think long term it would behoove them to start him and and let him get his reps in even if it means this season doesn't go exactly as they hope uh, i think long term it'll help them but jimmy's good enough to get them to a super bowl and if this defense um, you know, the front seven could put pressure. The running game gets fixed a little bit. Debo looks like an absolute, you know, machine out there. Um, there's still potential. It's a really weird division. Um, we, you know, we saw Arizona kick the crap out of, uh, out of the Rams. Uh, <laughs> Kyler and company look amazing. We'll see what that's like. Um, you know, Seattle one week looks really strong. Other weeks look terrible. Um, you know, it, it, this week, Seattle and the Rams will, will play. I think that's going to be really interesting. Uh, let's head to Denver and, and talk about that situation because this Broncos team, we were kind of wondering, you know, w- was it smoke and mirrors? Was it just really good defense and in a crappy, you know, schedule? Uh, well, now we're not going to really know because Teddy's hurt. Um, Drew Locke is your starter, at least for the the next week or so. You know, we'll see kind of how the next couple weeks um, play out. Uh, if 
Bridgewater is somehow able to clear concussion protocol. Maybe we see him sooner, but um, I he think took a lot of shots. Yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> and he he was he was yeah it was not a pretty sight at all. And they're banged um, up on the offensive line, mm-hmm. and now they get Pittsburgh, who even though they didn't create a lot of pressure against the yeah. Packers, Green Bay gets the ball out really fast. I uh, so I took I took Pittsburgh in that game as a back Mike Tomlin, who was awesome when his team looks like garbage and hope that he could cobble together. And I was feeling really good about that <laughs> half, maybe not even that. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers just smoked the crap out of him and, and well, things got poor. It, I gotta, I have to like completely uh, backtrack on what I said prior to the season. This offense looks exactly like we saw last year. Like it, Ben Roethlisberger's throwing behind the line of scrimmage by five yards on fourth and six. I mean, what the hell are they doing? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very, so having a capable offensive line that can actually protect the quarterback, especially when they're an older guy, especially when they don't move very well is critical. And we saw last year, even with Tennessee, like the difference between Tennessee, the last two years where they were a legitimate, like maybe not a super bowl team, but right there they were, I mean, they were in the mix. They were AFC championship game two years ago. They were uh, in the playoffs last year. And now Ryan Tannehill is just running for his life. And they look like an absolute dumpster fire losing to the jets. Um, if you can't protect your your quarterback, nothing works. Yeah. Everything's based on timing and your receivers having time to get down the field, open up passing lanes, that kind of stuff. It's just it's just not happening. And I was kind of hoping Pittsburgh could figure that out. I was kind of hoping Najee could be the thing, but no, it looks it's an absolute mess. Um, so Pittsburgh's going to have to get that figured out. But yeah, Denver Denver's in a very very similar boat. Uh, in, in news that surprises no one, Will Fuller got hurt again because, you know, Will Fuller. Um, Brandon Cooks is still better if we want to go back a couple of years. <laughs> the uh, the Bears lost David Montgomery. Um, we'll, we won't we'll... know further, like, how significant, but the expectation is it's not season ending. So I think there's yeah. some hope that it's maybe, you know, a strain or something of that, of that nature, a, a slight sprain you know maybe if i was watching this game pretty closely it didn't look great when he got injured it did not um you could tell he was he was in a lot of pain uh on thursday jacksonville lost dj chark we'll see what that looks like do you have any updated information on that brian so they chark was placed on ir today he'll miss the rest of the season he had a fractured ankle i think it was was ankle or foot so he's he's done yeah so i mean I guess that just opens up the mm-hmm. offense in terms of it's going to, you know, now there's less people to have to throw to, and it'll be interesting to see how Trevor Lawrence, mat- you know, matures because yeah. he looked better. He looked much better against Cincinnati. It was good to see LaVisca get involved. They still have yes. Marvin Jones. They still have pieces. I'm, and I'm as Dan Arnold gets worked into the offense a oh, little bit more. Dan Arnold. He's, he's the, the, the chance of him becoming a thing even becomes a little bit more. Um, <laughs> His and player other, props are back in the are, are are back in line, baby. Yeah. Any other big injuries that you're thinking about in terms of uh, you know affecting how well a team can potentially play or or um, other stuff going into uh, as we look ahead to week five? Well, I mean, he, he's on the graphic right here, and I think you definitely saw the like the impact of his absence. And that's gotta be Rob Gronkowski. I mean, you saw it on numerous attempts yeah. against new England where Bray and Brady were not on the same page. They're 
there was, you know, a little bit of miscommunication in terms of where to cut the route off, where Brady's putting the ball. They did not have a red zone guy. Um, and you know, I know they get like a, they get Miami this week who Tampa Bay should, should handle, but I mean, what is this passing offense going to look like minus his go-to guy, you know, in the red zone? I mean, they, they've really struggled down there to score. So it'll be interesting to see how they're able to fix that. Yeah. It's been pretty much Gronk or a field goal. So yeah. That's not ideal. I mean, they do have OJ Howard and Cameron Brait, so that in theory makes sense. But um, as you mentioned, it, it didn't look very good in the in the game against New England. Obviously, it's New England. They know a lot about Brady, and the weather definitely didn't help. But we'll uh, we'll have to monitor that going forward. Um, let's take a look at the lines and and some of the early stuff popping off the page. Um, I will say, Brian, I've been doing my uh, my my lines versus what the actual lines are. Um, I gotta hear there's these. there's two teams that I need I need some help on. Um, is New England better than I think they are? I don't I don't know how good I think they are, but I feel like I feel like each week they're either getting too many points or getting getting too much respect, and I I kind of want to fade them. Obviously, I was I rode them last night because I thought they were um, I thought there was just enough juice to get to get opposite t- uh, Tampa Bay, but. You know, I, I there's there's always a side a chance to take a side one way or the other, but I feel like I'm constantly not as optimistic and not as high as the books on 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 New England, and maybe that's has more to do with the perception of what New England is and and where the money is coming from, and less about what they actually think they are. Um, but I'm constantly two, three, four points below them. Yeah. It- I found the line a little bit interesting. I mean, the Patriots at almost double digit favorite in Houston. And I can, I can see that by the terms of, I mean, you have Bill Belichick going up against a former disciple. You have a rookie quarterback, Davis Mills going up against a Bill Belichick defense. Um, New England just almost beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But like we mentioned, Tampa Bay was, you know, down a quarter of its starters in that game. So, I mean, how much of that played into the way the game went, how much of the emotion went into the game, New England's offense looked a lot better, but the way that they play, it's going to be hard for them to cover these kinds of lines because all it's going to take is one big play by Houston and they're back in it. And new England does not push the ball. Like they're probably one of the slowest teams in the NFL in terms of like neutral or leading pace because they want to run the ball. So And also, too, and their defense funnels teams to the run, which is what Houston does good. Yeah. So I think this line is a little bit too big for me. Yeah, I mean, it's already up to nine and a half in some spots. If I can get a 10 with Houston, I will be pounding that. Um, I'm probably going to have to take nine and a half, but I'm also, I think, okay with that. Yeah. Um, I, I think New England wins this game, and I think they win it comfortably. But like you said, it's going to be a lot of running. Brandon Cooks maybe gets over the top for one. Exactly. And all of a sudden, you know, New, New England wins comfortably, but it's 24, you know, 21, something like that. I can even see I can even see this game as being the lowest total of the week. One of yeah. those like 16 to 10 games or 16 to 9 or some crap. Um, and then the other game that really stood out to me, let me pull up my sheet here once again. Um Okay, so the Chargers, I know they play tonight, and I know the book has the books, the number hasn't been released by a lot of books, but how are the Chargers underdogs at home versus the Browns? 
I think this is a case of they're looking at what Cleveland does well versus what the Chargers absolutely are the worst at, and that is defending the run. Okay. And if yeah, Cleveland they're, they're, they're atrocious against it. They're yes. really good against the pass, but they're awful against the run. And I think that's where you find the issues with the Chargers is that if they if a team gets rolling on the ground, they, they are going to have to commit yeah more people into the box, which makes them susceptible to the kind of offense that Cleveland runs, which is, you know, predicated on those play action, going deep to the tight ends over the middle and all that kind of stuff. So honestly, this is a pick them. Yeah. I mean, it is bad as so Baker played like absolute garbage on Sunday. Yes. Uh, Miss Odell open wide open several times. Um, I was not tilting my face off at all. I didn't have him <laughs> DFS or in line of season long or any of that stuff. Um, looked like absolute garbage, and yet they won by what a touchdown. Yeah. Um, I, I guess that's the expectation, right? They they this is a perfect scenario to run the ball really well, to play some awesome defense that got that good pressure, got some good back end help. Um, the Browns, like. I, we've been talking. It's funny that, the, you know, it seems like there's a new team tied to Aaron Rodgers each and every week. But if you put Aaron Rodgers on this Browns team, like they're the best team in football, right? I would. Yes. And this, this is something like it's super early in the season. But I mean, it as the weeks go by, I just get uh, I feel like I become more and more vindicated in that. Baker Mayfield is what's holding this team back. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and the fact that Odell Beckham did, I, I shared this with Kyle. Somebody tweeted earlier today, like his, his numbers with Odell, as opposed to without are. Yeah. Weird. And it's like, it's, they, it's they got, it's got a little, a little noise just because Odell was, he was there early last year and then the offense finally opened up when Odell got hurt. I think that's kind of a little happenstance, a little coincidence, uh, but there's serious problems with Baker and he makes some dumb, dumb decisions and <laughs> things that at this point of his career should yeah. not be in the, in the realm of outcomes. And, and he looks like Johnny are. Manziel on some of his scrambles yeah, when he's he running. Makes, he just, uh, he's, and he has the running backs and he has he, like, obviously not having Jarvis Landry, not having some of the pass catchers isn't ideal. Yeah. Um, but like, he has pretty much everything else. So I'm optimistic on this Browns team. And maybe that, you know, that that's why I like to talk these things out early in the week. So I'm not just making dumb bets and not just diving into sides that I don't want to be backing. And then I'm left like last week holding a, the lions ticket when I really, by the end of the week, shouldn't be holding it. Um, so I like to, I like to work these things out. Um, I also thought it was really interesting that the jets are only three and a half point underdogs at Atlanta. Um, I know the Falcons aren't great and well, it's because they're playing this game in London. Oh, that's right. That's right. We're going to London town. Um, biscuits and like tea and biscuits for like the, the jets are awful. Like I know the Titans made them look like an NFL franchise again, but I'm not sure that they are. And I think even as bad as Atlanta is like poor London, like they get like, here's <laughs> two of the three or four worst teams in all the NFL. I mean, if we had sent the Texans over with the jets, I think that's the only way it's worse, but well, I think I saw somebody else tweet today too. Like the combined records for the teams of the next two London games is like four and 11 or <laughs> I, it's, it's probably not that much, but it's, it's bad. Yeah. 60% of the bets, 94% of the money currently on the Jets. I'm curious if that 
how that moves throughout the week. But I, th- I did think that was really interesting. Of um, note, though, I will say, so the Jets this year, even after four games, they've only given up a total of 905 passing yards and just two passing touchdowns. So I think that's why the line is set as it is, as their yeah. strength is what Atlanta likes to do. And Atlanta, they still can't run the ball for for a lick. I mean, they, when you have Cordero Patterson putting up three touchdowns and yeah. like catching as many balls win. as he is, like that's just yeah, that, that just was, shows you how bad they are. There was some ugly football. Are, are the Dol- am I am I too op- the other team? I was curious. Am I too optimistic on the Dolphins? Like I like them against uh, against Indianapolis. Um, and it, maybe it's just Jacoby Brissett's just not, not it. Like, obviously he's kind of Andy Daltoning that, that offense and kind of dumbing it down and then not having Will Fuller, uh, obviously doesn't help either, but, um, you know, New England's getting 10, 10 and a half this week at home coming, you know, off that ugly win, uh, at New England. Um, are, are the Bucks just going to steamroll Miami this week? Or do you think we should be looking at, at the Dolphins as a potential, um, target, uh, for some of our early bets. Yeah. I gotta say, I like Tampa in this game. I just think that uh, with all of the stress of that new England game gone, I think Tampa Bay is able to relax and get back to what they like to do. But with that being said though, uh, I think the future is still bright for this dolphins team. I mean, when you look at their schedule at new England to open the year, still one of the best defensives like schemers in the NFL, going up against a former disciple Buffalo, who is every bit the best team in the AFC potentially the Raiders who are still undefeated going into tonight's Monday night football game. And then this week against Indianapolis, who still field one of the best defenses. They're getting healthy on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Although losing Quentin Nelson, isn't it? Yeah, that is big. But with having Carson Wentz like healthier, you could tell this offense is a lot better. So yeah, I, They've had a tough road here, minus Tua, and Brissett is very limited in what they can do with this offense. Well, let's talk about the biggest game of the weekend. Uh, Sunday night, I'm going to be locked in on this one. Yes. Kansas City hosting the Buffalo Bills. This could be an AFC Championship preview. Um, the The Chiefs are two and a half or three points, depending on where you look. Level on an e- on a neutral field is what that's saying, by the way. And I think that's fair. I think the Chiefs' offense is better. Obviously, Tyreek had a big butt breakout game, and uh, we kind of felt that coming. Knew it was coming. Um, but Buffalo's defense is so much better than Kansas yes. City's. Um, it, you know, that, I think that kind of balances out. So yeah, I think if this was a AFC title game in you know Jacksonville, um, this would be a pick'em. Maybe you know the Chiefs a slight favorite, but I think. Pretty much two and a half across the board with one three sitting out there tells you that maybe Buffalo would be a slight favorite. Um, do you have any strong feelings about this game other than wanting to sit down and watch it? Because that's basically where I'm at. Yeah, I got burnt last year, and maybe I was a year early, but I thought the I thought it was the Bills' time last year to take this, and it could potentially be this year because they do look like the better overall team, and like we said, like that defense is ferocious. But I mean, how it's it's hard to bet against Kansas City coming back home for a Sunday night game, you know, off of a pretty big win in Philly. Yeah, I I don't know if I'll have much on here. I like the total. I like teasing this down to like just over fifty and going over here because Kansas City's pass defense sucks. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like I I really don't have a lean either way on the side here. 
Yeah, I think taking the Bills and the over and teasing them both down could make some sense. Um, but we've seen it before with Buffalo, though, is that if if, if they get out of sorts early, they're kind of like they, they pack it in, it seems yeah, like almost. they and stunk then, in this spot last year. Yeah, and Kansas City um, can run away with it quick. We'll see. We'll see how this line moves. Right now, the Bills are getting all the attention, but I think, you know, earlier in the week, limits are lower. Um, people, you know, especially the, the big syndicates like to get their money yeah. down, push the number one way, and then come back later in the week and hammer it at, a, at, at what their target is. That That is interesting. Um, so with that being said, Brian, any games you're betting now? Any lines you like? Anything you're running to the window to get down? Perhaps my Tennessee Titans who can't block and can't rush the, rush the passer against Jacksonville? Uh, you know, I, I almost feel like... Uh, I mean, I'm going to pick up your your trend here, and like the Saints are are a short favorite in Washington. I think they get back on track, and I like them even on the road as a very small favorite. Because how do you play a game and get Alvin Kamara zero effing targets? I do not understand what they are doing there. So I think that's a that's a game I like. And then the other one for me, and I think this is. I mean, this is kind of going on a limb, but Minnesota as a seven and a half point favorite coming off that loss to Cleveland, they're going they're at home against Detroit, potentially the worst team in football. Minnesota's pass rush is really good. I think that this is a spot where Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, or Alexander Madison just blow up Detroit on offense, and they've run away with this game fairly early. Couple things. Uh, Lions are getting sixty-five percent of the bets and ninety-five percent of the money at this point. The lines moved down to seven and a half. <laughs> That'll be fun to keep an eye on. Um, I do like looking at the under in the Rams Seahawks game on Thursday night. Um, it's at fifty-four, fifty-four and a half. Depending Oof. on your look, that's a lot. Thirty-four percent of the bets, forty-seven percent of the money on the under. I like the under quite a bit. I think. Um, there'll be a little more running than we expect. I think it'll be a little bit closer than we expect. And on Thursday, we all like, I feel like this game has all the, Ooh, this will be an amazing Thursday night. Let's have so much fun watching it. And all of a sudden <laughs> it's, it's going like, to be a typical Thursday. Yeah. Game. 17 to 14, yep. 13 to 16 in the fourth quarter with two minutes to go. And Seattle's trying to kick a game winning field goal, something like that. So that is a game with, especially as a Thursday night, I would be looking to back. I don't love either side. Um, everyone's pounding the Rams. I was just going to say, I th- I think the total in this game is is definitely a response to what Arizona was able to do yeah. to the Rams' pass defense. But I'm sorry, but DK Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett, as good as they are, that's all Seattle has, and they yeah. they don't they don't deviate from those guys. And you know, Jalen Ramsey is probably going to be put on DK physical physical best corner in football versus one of the best wide receivers in football. I, I like Ramsey, you know, to defend that. And then that, so yeah, it, I think this is definitely going to be a lot, a lot smaller of a total than what the line is listed at. Yeah. I like uh Carolina too. I think they, they're getting three, three and a half. Maybe look um, all the money's on there. So if you like Carolina, now is the time to jump on board um, or you may miss out on that number. I think um, the question in that game before, before we get out of here is does Sam Darnold get another rushing touchdown? Just one? I think he'll get two. <laughs> That's he, crazy. When, when, whenever Sam Darnold became Josh Allen, I don't really know, Cam but I, Darnold, I'm loving I every minute. Um, but yeah, my uh, my Sam Darnold to win MVP ticket is looking 
mighty, mighty nice. And if the if if the Bucks keep dealing with these injuries and they Gronk's out and the secondary's out, maybe Carolina goes and wins that division, Brian. I mean, that I, would be insane. Then I would be cashing that ticket. That would be crazy. Um, all right. Well, we appreciate everybody hopping on. Appreciate everybody joining. Make sure you're smashing that like button. Make sure you're subscribed. We're marching ever closer to 300. We appreciate everybody jumping in on our best bets but let us know you know on our recap show what you think how how you're feeling anything you're betting now any player props you're you're gonna you're thinking about targeting um as we head into week five a month of the season isn't officially in the books brian we're off and running um the season will be over before we know it we got nba we got nhl around the corner uh, bad luck to your yankees good luck to my giants uh we'll talk to y'all next time <laughs>